Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hi guys, it's Chloe Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Today's episode is all about the six differences between successful and unsuccessful dance studios. So as a dance studio business coach, I speak with and see so many amazing dance studio owners every single year and week and month and all of my clients generally want to grow or improve in some way, obviously, but even as DSOs in the community, I'm sure you have seen as well and know many amazing DSOs as well as some business owners who might be struggling to grow or manage their businesses. And on the flip side, you also might know some incredible DSOs and business owners who you are just in awe of. And so it is with that in mind that I have made a note of the six differences that I've noticed between Uh, these two groups of people. And again, if you don't do the things I'm about to outline, of course, it doesn't mean that you aren't successful. I'm not perfect at all of these either. I just mean that these are patterns that I see in successful business owners and that if, you know, myself included, we can all take or we want to improve things or try different things to grow our businesses and become more, you know, in quote marks, successful, then that is something that I personally would be very interested in. So I hope that you find today's topic interesting. So even the most successful people feel some type of imposter syndrome, even though like you and I might deem them to be amazingly successful. So, you know, I guess, again, success is defined as the accomplishment of an aim or purpose. So it really can be in your day-to-day, it can be in your home life. It is so sort of wide and varying. So I don't really want, I just want to make that clear as we go into this episode so no one feels um, upset or sad about anything that I say. So with that all in mind, let's jump into today's episode. So the first thing I see in successful business owners and dance studio owners is their ability to invest time and money into team training. So I guess we are all guilty of saying things like, you know, it's just easier if I do it myself, but there will come a time where you can't fit anything more into your schedule and really need to hire new team members, whether that be for teaching or admin tasks to be able to continue to grow and scale your business. So with that in mind, I also see that these business owners have hiring and onboarding processes in place. So a really clear structure for who they hire, how they hire, the interview process, as well as the onboarding process. And that might be, you know, uh, tasks or uh, certain sort of projects or even a professional development that each new staff member needs to do when they are starting with your business. So they are, you know, really joined quickly into like the culture and your and your value system and all of the back end stuff of your business so I see that and I think that's really awesome I also see these people do frequent check-ins and professional development opportunities 
from either you or, you know, niche industry professionals for their staff members. So, you know, they don't go months or years without any training. There's, you know, consistent, I wouldn't say constant, but consistent check-ins as well as professional development opportunities for their team members. And I also see amazingly successful DSOs and business owners create benchmarks and rewards for outstanding work and results. So, you know, if your teachers have constantly full classes or if, you know, and a certain admin role, if they were to convert so many clients, there is specific rewards, whether that be monetary or, you know, it might be a gift or it might even just be, you know, a little thank you note, whatever it is, I noticed that a really successful business owners and DSOs have these in place. The second thing I notice is their ability to delegate. So looking at what they have to do and what you have to do and figure out what you dislike the most first is really a good place to start. And that could be, you know, you might hate um, filing the roles or you might hate following up on email inquiries. So that might be something that you want to create systems and processes around and then delegate that to a already a team member that you have or in your ability to hire a new team member and with that in mind again these people will systemize and create a how-to and then train and offhand that task so it's not something they have to create um, on the go it's already there it's ready to go and train a new team member or again a a team member that you might have might be expanding their role Um, alternatively something that I see people often do is seek professionals out like bookkeepers and accountants and cleaners where possible and obviously this depends on your financial situation but you know there's only so many hours in the week and if you can delegate out certain tasks to people who are you know uh, professionals and who are experts in that industry it's probably going to work out a lot better my third point is these amazingly successful DSOs and business owners have a clear business plan with one five and ten year goals so with that, they continue to review them each quarter and create clear action steps to ensure that you or they are achieving their goals. So it's not something that they just create and then put away in their cupboard and never look at again. It's something, it's a working document that they're checking in with, that they're updating. If they're hitting their goals really quickly, they might be able to review them and move them forward or, you know, review them and change them and really kind of stretch themselves. So And something I see is also creating rewards for yourself or, you know, they're creating rewards for them. It might be, you know, a pair of shoes that they've been eyeing off or attending a course or going out for dinner with your partner or going away for the night yourself, like whatever it is, creating rewards when you hit those goals as well. I am quickly interrupting this amazing episode of the podcast to let you know about today's sponsor, which is me and an awesome free download for you. Do you want to grab a free copy of my dance studio marketing ebook? Sign up for a free copy of the ebook, 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. All of those details will also be in our show notes. So if you're driving or you're working and you don't want to take a break, not to worry, you can find that in our show notes. But just in case you missed it, it's at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. So let's jump straight back into the episode. The fourth point is all about knowing your numbers. And 
numbers come in obviously many different kinds but I mean in terms of financial numbers you know student targets social media anything and everything and it's all sort of numbers based I really recommend creating a spreadsheet where you can check in weekly and add your important numbers to review and this you know you can create on something like google sheets like you can create um like there's all those automations that you can use to create I can't even remember the word like triggers that once you know you've put these in it'll add it up or whatever you're trying to convert or review like see what your highest number from the month is or your lowest number your average number you can all add these into a spreadsheet so it sort of does it automatically for you um, one thing I would really recommend as well is that you create a ritual to help with consistency so I personally find like my sort of business accounting numbers frustrating and just a little bit boring really so um, I generally I've created a weekly meeting with my husband so he's a maths and science teacher so it really helps me focus and I also like hanging out with him so that helps and yeah but that might it might for you it might be going to a coffee shop or it might be hanging out with a friend or you know going for a walk afterwards whatever you want to do create a little ritual with yourself or a friend or a partner or your business partner uh, to keep yourself consistent. My fifth point is all about following through. So, you know, I think it could be a stereotype, but creatives are known and I personally uh, do have shiny object syndrome and I'm sure most people listening have heard of that. So it's where you, you know, you're constantly looking for something new and exciting to kind of do or keep you busy. But it's not always the best way to see growth in your business. So one thing I recommend is ensure, you know, new ideas are awesome and it's really exciting and I, I encourage you to keep having them, but ensure your new ideas are recorded down. So it might be a note on your phone or a notebook or even a doc on Google, but that you were taking the time to complete your previous projects first. So even though the new ideas are really exciting and by the way, I'm saying this to remind myself too. Uh, even though the new ideas are really exciting and it sometimes it's really fun to kind of brainstorm and kind of get all up in that juicy info, you don't want to be the person that has 10 unfinished projects because really that just doesn't move your business forward. And we want to move our business forward and grow and not just be doing the busy work. So really keep in mind that it's fine to you know make notes about new projects or new ideas that you would like to do but really focus on getting those other projects completed before you're starting something new and you could really kind of set yourself that you only be doing three projects at once or whatever your max capacity is uh, and then once one is done starting another project and uh, another tip I would recommend is to set aside like project work time each week and it might be first thing in the morning or it might be after classes whatever works for you but set aside time each each week where you work on this project specifically to again this is these projects are sort of based on uh, studio growth or you know some type of might be a community business connection whatever it is that it might be uh, it would be goals that you pulled from your business plan and that you're just kind of creating a bigger version of uh, but this setting aside time each week to work on them is a really great way to follow through and to move your business forward and lastly the, the other major thing I see is these people often feel included as a part of a community and they're supported in some way. So we all know, again, how hard this journey can be and being supported plays a huge part in any person's success and particularly business owner success. So, you know, if you're feeling unsure of your direction or unhappy with your growth, I would really encourage you to reach out to like a business friend or a coach. I, firstly, I'd, re, I'd recommend you review your goals and projects and look at starting 
starting with, um, you know, maybe, you know, if again, if you're not happy with it, starting with a coach or a small group program that can support you in that area. So say you're feeling particularly displeased with, you know, the numbers in your business. Well, you might want to find or reach out to an accountant for a one-on-one session or, you know, there might be a online small group program that you could join. Or again, if you're wanting to see huge like growth and, you know, development in the business side of your dance studio, again, you might want to reach out to a business coach, whether that be a small business coach or a female business coach or a dance studio business coach, whatever it is that you feel sort of aligned with and, you know, engage them in their services, whether it be one-off or ongoing. And again, if funds are tight, there are a heap of low-priced self-paced courses out there or amazing free resources like, hint, hint, like this podcast with great Facebook communities where you can chat with other like-minded people. So there are Facebook groups out there I know they can be a little bit yucky sometimes but in general there's a heap of people out there who are wanting to help so I encourage you if you have a question to write uh, one in a Facebook group or join our free Facebook group and get some ideas or support from uh, other people or again you might be able to align yourself with a mentor or someone who is further along the line than you are and just really wants to help so those are the six things that I see successful dance owners and uh, successful business owners do compared to unsuccessful in you know quote marks uh dance to your owners so if you're wanting to create more rapid growth in your business and yourself make a note of the details that i shared in this episode and take action today to start implementing this week so if you have any questions feel free to reach out i'm on instagram you can email me at hello at assembladancestudiocoaching.com or again join my facebook group and i look forward to speaking with you really soon i hope you're having a great week bye for now Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.